Hi, I'm Jessica, and when I'm not drinking all the coffee, watching Razorback sports, or hanging out with my family of boys, it's my passion to help elementary music teachers just like you find your unique teaching style. My goal with this podcast is to share helpful tips, strategies, and to give you the motivation you need to gain momentum in your teaching so you can continue being the music teacher rock star you already are. Y'all, I am so excited about my guest today. Alisa Jansen-Jones is a music teacher, band director, public speaker, and the International Music Education Summit creator. She's been such an inspiration to me, and I know you'll get so much from her as well. Our stories are similar with how we're moms of three kids and have a heart and passion for serving other music teachers just like you. Also, she didn't have a musical mentor teacher when starting out just like I did as well. Throughout our conversation, you'll gain so much insight into different mentorship opportunities that will help you even if you're just starting out as an elementary music teacher. Let's jump right in with my awesome guest, Elisa. This is Elisa Jansen-Jones, and she is the podcaster, blogger, and book writer, and music summit creator. She does all the things. Music teacher, band director, am I missing anything? <laughs> I'm a mom. Yes, I'll let you take it from there. I'm a wife. <laughs> um, I'm a mountain biker. I, I used to be a really strong triathlete. Um, I think that probably sums it up. Yeah, she does all the things and she's amazing. And um, you can find her at the professional music educator.com. But now you said everything is housed on just elisajansen.com, right? So- yeah, I got I got tired of having to type out quite so many <laughs> um, URLs. So yeah. I just created an online portfolio where you can access everything. That's amazing. Well, my goal with this episode is to help any new elementary music teacher or any music elementary music teacher for that matter, just with strategies and ideas and support in your classroom. Because a lot of times you feel like you don't know where to turn for help and you feel like you're frustrated and overwhelmed. And this episode, especially, I'm really excited about because we're going to talk about where you can find mentorship opportunities. Maybe you don't know where to turn for help, and maybe you don't know who to ask for help. And that I've shared my experience before, and I know Elise is going to share her experience. It's exactly where I found myself. I didn't have really a mentor teacher who knew anything about music, and it was beyond frustrating. And so um, I'm going to let Elisa quickly explain what her mentorship experience was like when she first started teaching elementary music. Um, Did you have a mentor teacher when you first started out? I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say no. Um, (laughs) So when I, I should back up. My dad is a music teacher, um, a band teacher to be specific and some choir. And he taught for 40 something years. He's now, now he mentors, um, student teachers, actually he's like a student teacher coach. So he, for a long time, especially when I was teaching instrumental music, especially band, um, he was always my go-to, but he never worked really in elementary. And I only took this job, (laughs) I confess, um, because I needed a job because I was getting divorced, right? Okay. And it was it was better hours than the music store that gratefully, you know, handed mm-hmm. me um, a, a temporary job so I could move out. Um, anyway, so I was not planning on being at this job for very long, and I was not planning on enjoying it. But I ended up 
loving it and just adoring those kids. You know, my big breakthrough moment was when I realized that every kid in my classroom was someone's whole world. That's great. You know, and so yeah. they, they stopped being just like kids to me and they were like, oh my, that is a person. Mm. Like that is a really, because being a mom, you know, you know how you feel about your own kids. Oh, yeah. It totally flipped it for me. So, so then I was hooked, right? Like I really just get to play with little kids all day. I get to play with little, like, it's amazing. I get to do really fun songs. We get to play really fun instruments. My, my boss pretty much just gave me the directive. Just do what, what is fun. Cause you're the reason why kids come to school. Um, okay. So back to mentorship. So I took this job. I knew no, nobody in my district. Mm -hmm. I'm not in the district cause I'm at the private Catholic school. So I'm in the diocese. And there was only one other music teacher at my school who was a very, very, very old, uh, experienced um, gentleman who taught band three classes a day on the other side of the school. So my mentors were actually my uh, fellow teachers at that school. Um, fortunately, that year was a big turnover year for the school. So several of us were new. And I just made it my goal to be friends with with the other teachers. They were the people who I would see. They were the people who knew the students. And so when I started having any kind of issues like behavior issues with a particular student, the first person I went to was their classroom teacher. And I know sometimes with elementary, you know, there's some animosity between us and the the classroom teachers, yeah. you know, whose subjects more important and blah, blah, blah. But yeah. I, in, it should never be that way. We're a team. It's not about me and the importance of music. It's not about them and the importance of math and, and you know, their schedule and their needs versus our schedule and our needs. It's really a team effort. And so my first mentors really were those, um, those other teachers. And it was amazing. And then yeah. the next step, do you want me to just go on? Yeah, go for it. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, getting to know them um, was amazing. And of course, I first turned to the resources I had collected in college, but they're, they're pretty old. And yeah. uh, I did not come from a very robust K-12 program. I was an instrumental emphasis major, actually, which coincidentally enough, I'm now good friends with several of the elementary music teachers in the area, in the district, um, who were also all secondary instrumental ed oh, teachers. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So the, like almost all of the elementary teachers that I now know and love, and there we're all secondary instrumental and we're all teaching K-5 music. That's amazing. So you can definitely lean on each other for support, but little did you know that's how it would turn out, you know? Yeah, it, it just, just totally. And so I could never, like, I, I got in touch with, okay, so backing up. So I first met some of the music teachers in the district because I, I was not in the realm of music at the time. I was in nonprofit. I was in um, trails. Actually, I was big into, again, mountain biking and stuff like that. So I was connected in the outdoor community and mm -hmm. not the music community. And so I was actually at an event because I was on the district foundation board. And we were getting a big check, right? And it w they were giving it to us at this elementary school. And I ended up standing next to a teacher there. And I was like, oh, cool. What do you teach? And he goes, I teach music. I said, really? I'm a music teacher too. And he's like, where do you teach? And I said, well, nowhere right now, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I made this connection with him. Yeah. And, you know, that's the wonderful thing about music teachers is we do like instantly connect. I have never met another music teacher. I don't just love and adore because we're amazing people. Yeah. Um, 
right? Yeah, have totally. Ever, I mean, <laughs> have you ever met a music teacher and you're like, yeah, I kind of like her? Yeah. You never have, right? Yeah. Okay, it's super true. So anyway, um, so I met him, which was a good first step. And then I got my teaching job and 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 so I emailed him and was like, hey, you're the only music teacher I know. Is there like an elementary music like meeting? And they were like, yeah, there is. And you should come. And it's on Wednesdays during our early out period. And I was like, oh, yeah, I don't have that because I'm at the Catholic school. Oh, so, so so that was kind of the first, at least they like invited me, which was really nice. Right. So that was a couple of years ago. And then I started playing in the community band. And that has changed my life because not only has it helped me um, renew my own musicianship. And then after playing in the band for a year, I became the new conductor and uh, music director, but I got to know the other people in the band who, guess what they do? Teach elementary music. They're the other elementary music teachers. Oh, that's amazing. You know, and so, yeah. so now, like, my closest friends, um, Corey, who I sit next to and play French horn with, and Jamie and Daphna, and, you know, and, and amazingly enough, I didn't have any music substitute teachers. Guess where I found them? In, the, in my community in band. <laughs> Yeah. And so, and and now I'm like obsessed with little kids rock. Did I know about little kids rock? No, it was those friends from community band. So that's kind of my story of mentorship, but do, do you know where I get my best mentors now? Where? This, my podcast. Yeah. You know? And so yeah. when I first started the podcast, I was like, okay, I want, I need some guests. Who do I want to learn from? Mm-hmm. And so a lot of the things that I, I still do in my classroom now, my, my classroom management was from Michael Linson in my episode on classroom management. I play ukulele and now have a classroom set of ukuleles thanks to like David Rao, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And like I could just go on and, and even you, the stuff that we talked about in your, um, you know, starting an elementary music program from mm -hmm. scratch, like super solid stuff. So honestly, podcasts. Yeah, it's amazing. It's way to go. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. So when you started teaching and you said you learned a lot from just regular classroom teachers, that was my experience, too. My mentor teacher was a third grade teacher. And at first I was frustrated because obviously I she didn't know anything about music. And so I just kind of became resentful that year. Like, well, it's not fair. They didn't assign me anyone who knows anything about music. But then looking back now, I I, I still pull from things she taught me, you know, about classroom management, about the students in the school, about procedures, even though she was teaching what she knew from a regular classroom, I still was like, well, I did apply a lot of that to my classroom without even realizing it. And then, like you said, later on, I started making connections with music teachers, you know, as I was there a couple of years. So if there's a teacher starting out and they don't have any musical connections, would you just encourage them just to be patient and it takes time and to just really, like you said, gain value from the teachers in their school they know right now? Oh, definitely. You you have to look at it like our job really has three parts, okay? Mm -hmm. There's the content and that's what we're trained in in college. That's what we've been trained in ever since we started in music in elementary school. We've been nurtured in it. That's the content. And that's the stuff that those other teachers in your school maybe don't know about. But then there's how to facilitate or how to get that content into the minds of your children, right? There's right. the method of teaching. And that I guarantee those other teachers will know about. So though your content might be different, the method can be the same. 
Yeah, that's good. Yeah. And then and then the third thing is is what I like to highlight in my podcast, which is facilitating mm -hmm. the content, like facilitating the yeah. Anyway. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> that's good. So did you along with the teachers, um, especially if it's someone new right out of college, were you able to still get advice and mentorship from your previous college professors? Did you notice yourself still still shooting them emails every once in a while? Um, not my previous college professors, because none of them had elementary music experience. But when I taught, um, when I taught before, when I taught uh, or band and orchestra, middle school band and orchestra, um, I had a lot of great resources because I did get to go to the district meetings, you know, the district collaboration meetings. That was back when that that was just a brand, brand new concept. Mm -hmm. But you know who I have turned to a lot was the teacher I student taught with. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah, we're we're still good friends, and and I I still tap into her. But yeah, I mean, a part of me too. When I first took on this elementary thing, there was like a bit of ego to it, you know. And I was like, well, I don't know if I want to ask for help because I am like such an amazing music teacher. Mm -hmm. That, but you you have to get over that pretty quickly to if oh, you're yeah. going to have a quality mentorship opportunity. You have to be willing to be the mentoree, mm -hmm. men mentee. Min yeah. Minty? Minty. How do you say okay. minty? <laughs> You're saying. <laughs> I would much prefer to just be pepperminty all yeah. the time. That's just why not? Minty. That's yeah. that's a word I want to use. <laughs> I, I see what you're saying. I mean, I remember that. You go in as a first year teacher and you're already feeling like everybody knows I'm new. So you feel like you have something to prove. And so you feel like if you ask for help, then they're gonna think you're you don't really know what you're doing. But little do they know, I mean, they do know, but maybe they just forgot or didn't realize everybody starts out as a first year teacher. So every teacher, whether they realize or not, has had to ask for help from somewhere. And so asking for help does not mean you are not qualified. It doesn't mean you're not, you know, a good teacher. It just means we all still teachers that have been teaching 20 plus years still need advice and mentorship. And so um, I want to encourage first year teachers in just to keep asking for help. You're always going to be learning and improving and changing up the way you teach. I mean, do you agree with that? Oh yeah, totally. You, we have to be teachable as yeah. teachers. Um, otherwise we get stagnant and that gets boring, not just to our students, but to us too. Um, one, one other thing I wanted to bring up too was we, we covered in when you came on my podcast, when we were talking about starting from scratch, the other teachers at your school are great mentors when it comes to the culture of the school. And I mm. feel like a lot of the mistakes we make as first and even second year teachers is not fulfilling kind of the expectations of the school. So perfect example, I teach at a Catholic school, right? Mm -hmm. And one of the directors, the directives that my administration gave me at the beginning of my first year was, quote, get the Christmas program under control. Right. And because yeah. it had just gotten wildly yeah. out of control. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, we pare it down. I'm thinking I'm using all my efficiency tricks that I learned in my MBA program. And I was like, okay, we're not doing costumes. There's not going to be kindergartners dressed up as baby sheep. Like I heard a lot of feedback from the other teachers. Right. right. And I, and I tried to learn that. Um, I did not ask thoroughly enough though, about what was important. And apparently one thing that was important was the real live baby Jesus. 
Oh, goodness. <laughs> and so the feedback I got back was like, yeah, the kids sang okay. And yeah, da, 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 da. But we really missed having Mary Joseph and a real baby. We used to always have a real baby Jesus, like a real live baby Jesus. And, and <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> yeah. Like that was the feedback. That I, it wasn't like, wow, this was the best, most efficient musical program we've ever had. It was like, well, you didn't have a live baby Jesus. And I was like, yeah, oh, I wish somebody had told me that. Mm -hmm. Nobody told me that the thing that mattered was the baby Jesus, yeah. you know? And I so guess what I've done the subsequent three years? Have you had a real life baby? I have had a freaking live baby <laughs> Jesus. That would make me so nervous. I'm like, please don't cry. If there's a diaper change needed, I don't know if I can handle that in the middle of a program, but no, because the the parents, um, when when like they're they're the first lady I found, she like timed her pregnancy to have the baby Jesus, oh right? Goodness. It wow. is an honor at my school to have wow. the baby. Like that's the thing the kid, well, you know, he's third grade now, but back when he was a newborn, he was the baby Jesus. So, <laughs> and the kid's like, oh, thanks mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the irony would be if when they get to eighth grade, that they get to then be Jesus in the stations of the cross when he's crucified. Oh. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> comes full circle. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's so. Uh, funny. It yeah. just shows you, okay. what, you know, different schools, <laughs> different schools, different things. But to get back to the point, the point is learn what's important in the culture of your school because that's ultimately going to help you be successful. And those those other teachers, they're going to know that kind of stuff. So lean on them. And it also shows you're a team player. You're willing to go out of your way to learn from them. And, and that strokes their ego a little. And so the next time you need some help, um, you're going to get it. Oh, that is so, so good. I mean, I I feel like a lot of people, and this is going to be one of my next questions to you is what do you, what does mentorship mean to you? Like, what is the word when you think of mentorship, what does it mean? But I think what you just touched on is so good because I feel like when people describe a mentor teacher, you know, you go into a school, they're like, we're assigning you a mentor teacher. You just view it as them helping you with your teaching and in your classroom. But every single school is different. And like you said, the dynamics of that school, like when I taught in an inner city school, I mean, hello, like I had some learning to do. It was, and so walking me through that, they're like, no, 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 you can't, you can't talk this way. You have to talk this way. You can't talk to the parents that way. They're not going to understand what you mean. I'm like, what do you mean? And then I realized quickly all the ins and outs and the ebbs and flows of each school, you have to learn what happens there too. And then communication and outside the school walls and even the car line. And these are little things I think that go along with it. A mentor there's people there that will mentor you, even from the janitor to the secretary, you're going to have mentors all over that school helping you mm -hmm. <laughs> with everything you need to know. So what does mentorship mean to you? I mean, is that about what you would think? <laughs> yeah, no, you, I think you hit it in, uh, right on the head. It's mentorship is someone of more experience helping you to be successful. Ooh, and that good. experience can be in classroom management. It could be in pedagogy. It could be in how the lunch line works. It could be in whether you need a live baby Jesus. Mm -hmm. yeah. But <laughs> a, a mentorship is really just somebody of greater experience helping you to succeed, which is exactly what, what you mm -hmm. are doing, Madam Domestic Musician. <laughs> well, thank you. So I want to ask, okay, so if Let's say, well, first of all, I want to say, I think it's awesome now that there are online opportunities for mentorship, because I know when I was teaching, I mean, I had Google, 
but there wasn't any, there were nothing, there was nothing else out there. Um, so where can music teachers, do you think, find mentorship? You mentioned podcast, but where else online do you think there's a good place to find mentorship in the online world? Well, your stuff mm -hmm. is is great. Um, there are some great bloggers out there too who have really robust TPT stores who are very personable and willing to help you. They're willing to answer your Facebook messages. They're willing to answer your emails. There are some who are not. I'll, I'll be yeah. just really blatant with you. Um, they have big email lists. You probably sign up for them. You probably maybe see them at a conference, but they are they will not respond to your emails um, unless you pay them. They won't, you know, answer your Facebook messages, but there are some who absolutely will. And you can find them in groups. They're usually the ones who will respond to questions. They're usually the ones who give really thoughtful, non-emotional answers. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, I, I like um, Elizabeth Caldwell mm -hmm. is a good one. And we already mentioned like David Rao. Yes, like, yes. Those, Both of them are amazing. Yeah, they're amazing. And not only do they have amazing practical resources, but they're also very personable and very willing to step in and help you if you have any kind of problem. So find those bloggers that you love. You don't have to follow them all. Mm -hmm. You know, you're going to find duplicate resources with a lot of people. So find the ones that you love and that you really connect with and then follow those three or four of them, you know, yeah, keep, that's keep good. it simple. Yeah. And then, um, you know, Facebook groups can sometimes be a, a blessing or a curse, um, mm -hmm. especially the ones where there's 30,000 people in the group. Uh, you're going to get 30,000 different opinions on a oh. single subject. Yes, so get, <laughs> no, seriously. Um, I posted a, a simple question on there the other day. What is the one thing you would tell me to improve my conducting technique? Oh, and man. it's gotten 300 comments. That's crazy. Um, which, which is amazing. Um, I, I love that. I love the help. I would not have posted the question had I not needed the answer personally. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like that was, oh, a, that was a legitimate question for yeah, me, yeah, friends. Yeah. Okay. Somebody <laughs> needs to improve her conducting post haze. Um, <laughs> and, and it's me anyway. So, but if you can find like a smaller group, that's kind of niche for the area that you need help in, like mm -hmm. there's a, a, what is it? Google suite or Google tools for music teachers. Ooh, you want to implement, good. Yeah, you want to implement Google stuff in your classroom. You want to learn those secrets and tips to help you be more efficient. Like get in that group, mm -hmm. right? If there's if you're you're really into ORF, there's a great ORF group. You know, there's I'm a general music teacher, which uh, has has done really great things. Um, so find those those groups and those Facebook pages that again really connect with you, give you what you need. And if you're in one and you feel like it's not serving you, it's not mentoring you, mm -hmm. then get out. Yeah. You're not going to miss anything. You know, I think yeah. we're so afraid that we're going to miss something by not taking part in an opportunity when chances are good, you're, you're going to miss stuff that you don't need. Mm -hmm. And so that's that good. that's less of a, a big deal. And then of course, um, professional development opportunities. Um, I love attending conferences. I just went to uh, Texas music educators a couple of weeks ago. Granted, I was there on, on business terms um, and not, just as a, an educator, but the sessions that I attended were fantastic, of course. And the networking opportunities that you have there are immense. If you can meet with some of these people you connect with in groups, it's 
awesome. Mm-hmm. I met, um, and, and you know, this about me with the conference that I, I do, um, I have 40 plus presenters from literally across the globe. Yes. And I was able to meet like five of them live That's in amazing. person at TMEA. Yeah. I was super stoked. I'm like, Shauna, oh my gosh. Like I've Aww. known you for a year and a half and like we're meeting. That's you so know? cool. Yeah. Um, so, so professional development uh, conferences, I of course have to give a plug for my own if that's yes. okay. No, I want you to, cause it's amazing. Um, yeah, you presented last year and you're mm-hmm. presenting again this mm-hmm. year, which I'm super, super stoked about, which you can probably hear in my voice. Yeah. I can't stop smiling. There's just um, nothing online like it, honestly. And yeah. I, I want you to tell us more, but I mean, honestly, this is one of the greatest mentorship opportunities music teachers can get in the summer, especially. I mean, it's awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm glad you feel that way. I, I love it because I didn't create ate it out of um, just a desire to create something. It's it's really uh, needed. Mm -hmm. I saw a need for music teachers like myself to get professional development, to get workshops, to get clinics, to get, you know, all of this great information in one place like a conference, but without that massive expense of time and travel and effort and all of that. And then you, you get home from the conference and you're a little bit burned out just from the comp. I mean, you're super stoked to like implement things, but it's so much you couldn't like you drink from the fire hose hard enough. And, and you end up with like this big stack of papers that you set in a a filing cabinet. You never open it again, you know? Yeah. Am I right? Oh, totally. (laughs) Okay. On papers and put on papers. <laughs> so I just thought, well, how can we how can we do this better? And and being a, a podcaster, being a an experienced webinar um person, I thought we can do this online and we can we can bring the professional development to the people. And so I set out to try and create something that was as much like the live conference experience as possible. So all this almost, I should say almost all the sessions are live because like April Vargo is about to have a baby Mm -hmm. and, and I didn't want to cancel her session because she couldn't be live. Okay. So she's going to be live Q and a, but her session's going to be streamed anyway. Hey, um, okay. Yeah. But it's, it's great. Cause then, you know, as you know, you can still connect with the people attending your session they still get to answer questions and the same people go to the same types of sessions. So Mm -hmm. you get all your general music people who are going from session to session together and they're introducing themselves and then they start to recognize each other. And then we created this private Facebook group called the teacher's lounge. So then they start to see each other in there. They become friends on Facebook. And I've heard stories now because last year was the first year. So we're in year two and people are still friends. They're it's still awesome. connecting yeah. based on it. We had one presenter who gave out a a prize, like a like a door prize at the end of her session. And, and the person was like super stoked to get it. And they exchanged like um, mailing addresses and they lived, kid you not, seven minutes away from each other. Oh my other. gosh, that's so yeah. cool. It's so crazy cool. And so anyway, I could go on and on, but we're, we're doing some really cool things this year. Uh, that I, I don't want to, you know, take all your podcast time to talk no, about. No, but you're fine. We're doing virtual honor ensembles. So we're giving um, an opportunity to those marginalized populations who don't have the the funding or parental support to go to an honor band or honor orchestra. We're mm-hmm. giving them a chance to experience something like that and to receive that kind of kudos I and honor for their school without having to leave home. Like it's, oh, I love that. It's, it's all virtual. So it's it's a really cool opportunity that we're just implementing this year. And then we have, of course, um, sessions like yours and mine, which are, you know, 
you and I talking to the camera and we have our little PowerPoint going on, which is still amazing information. We have lots of live demonstrations this year. We have two panel discussions where we'll have like, you know, three, four, five, six panelists on one of them. And I, this is, I haven't told anybody. Can I tell oh, you? Oh, it's exclusive to this podcast. I'm excited. Uh -huh. <laughs> it is. I haven't even said it on mine yet. Oh, um, but it's, it's all the global teacher prize finalists. Oh, awesome. Are on this panel. That's so, so incredible. And each one is from a different country. Oh my gosh. I love it. I know. Isn't that cool? And that then we've got, so cool. um, we've got our keynote speaker who I'll be announcing next week. Um, so yeah, it's just, I, I love that I've created this platform and then just released it to mm -hmm. the world. And and the way people are using it is just fantastic. So I'm that's what I'm most proud of is that I've I've just created, I'm just the facilitator. Mm -hmm. And then it's people like you who who get to be the actual mentors. Oh, I love it. No, I mean, I just think that is just one of the best ways because like I said earlier, it doesn't matter if you've just started teaching music or not, you're always gonna need to be mentored. And I feel like every year of teaching, there's something new you need to learn or refresh your skills on. And so there's so many different presentations being presented that you know you can gain insight from and so yeah. i think that's awesome so so anyway that's you know that's a little bit about where where i would go for for mentorship if you yeah if you need it yeah that's awesome and that's the exact reason i started the elementary music teacher academy because it was the same thing i saw a need there's so many and you and i were talking about this before we started recording um there's so amazing so many amazing curriculum out there and um people talking about, um, what's the word I'm looking for? My brain is, sorry, pedagogy, good grief, you guys. And, but um, I just think being able to talk to music teachers and being able to help mentor them and being able to help give guidance and step-by-step -step help and how to teach is, been, is needed. And so I just think it's awesome that that is offered. And these are great mentorship opportunities that people can find online. And I think mm -hmm. that's incredible now that people can do that. They can find mentorship opportunities online where, um, you know, even on social media back in the day that was not available. So before you go, I want to ask you, um, what is one piece of advice you wish someone had told you before you started teaching elementary music that you want to share with any other teacher? I know that's a hard one. It might take you a second to think about that. <laughs> I don't know if I can um, come up with one piece of advice. That's hard. I would say leave your ego at the door. Mm. It's it's not about you. It's not about what you know. It's about your students. It's about facilitating the learning. And 90% of the mistakes I've ever made were ego-based. So leave your ego at the door. That's so good. So, so good. Well, Elisa, thank you so, so much for coming on. And you're actually my first podcast guest ever. So I'm so excited. And we, I mean, you guys, you got to check her out. I'm going to leave all of her links to check out her podcast and the Music Ed Summit and her website as well in the show notes. So be sure to check those out. And we really do appreciate you coming on today. And um, thank you so much. Is there anything you want to say in closing before we go? No, just keep doing an amazing job. You know, if you're listening to this and you're a music educator, you have one of the best jobs in the world. You really, really do. So just keep appreciating it every day.
yeah, that's great advice. All right, you and guys. And thanks, Jessica. Oh, of course. Thank you for coming on. All right, you guys have a great week and we will be back again next week. All right, bye. Thank you so much for listening in to the Elementary Music Teacher Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. And while you're there, I would love for you to review the show and leave a rating on iTunes. To find out more about how I can help you gain momentum in your elementary music teaching career, head to thedomesticmusician.com where you'll find free downloads, courses, the blog, and so much more. Continue teaching music and never doubt the impact you're making each and every day in the lives of your students.